Welcome to the Big Dog Crypto Podcast. This is your number one crypto podcast to hear directly from the movers and shakers, innovators and disruptors in the cryptocurrency industry. Follow on Twitter for updates and to communicate directly at Wolf Big Dog. That's at Wolf Big D-A-W-G. Now, now, here is your host, the one and only Big Dog Crypto. And welcome to the latest episode of the Big Dog Crypto Podcast. I'm your host, Big Dog Crypto. Uh, this next guest I have followed for quite a while. Uh, he's been in the industry for quite a while and uh, very happy to have him on. Neil Jacobs, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. And I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So we're, we're catching up right now. We're at the middle of March. The markets have started to get a bit more interesting. What are your thoughts? Let me just get right out the gate. When you look at Bitcoin right now, what are your thoughts about what you're seeing in the, in the whole market? Uh, when I think about Bitcoin, I think that it's a fool's errand to try to time this market. Uh, I, I, you know, when Bitcoin was at, uh, I don't know, 16, 17,000 back in November, I would I was around a lot of Bitcoiners that they were calling for 12,000, some calling under 10,000. Um, and, you know, that stuff could still happen. I don't know. But what's more important to me is the long term vision I have for Bitcoin. And that's to become uh, the world's one and only money, a global money. So to get caught up in the month to month or even a couple of years here and there, it's just it's not um, not what I do. And, yeah. you know, this latest, you know, no one I didn't hear any Bitcoiners a few months ago talking about bank failures. Right. Or right, 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 bank right. Uh, so you never know what's going to happen in the world. There's too many uh, variables. So I just uh, buy Bitcoin and hold it. That's the best way. I mean, that's the best way. I mean, speaking of when you look at Bitcoin now and, all, and you've been in the space, like I said, a while, I want to kind of get into your history in here. But there's no doubt that you're seeing it become so much better known, right? Uh, so much more accepted and, and the legitimacy of it. I mean, right now, it's like it's it's people feel more comfortable in Bitcoin in the banks. You know, I mean, uh, in our industry, they, they always did. But really, you know, watch with the bank failures and this and that. And it really highlights why Bitcoin is so necessary and why it matters. Um You've been in the space a while. What year around do you remember when you first heard about Bitcoin and where you were? Yeah, so it's kind of a complicated answer. Um, so in 2013, I first bought Bitcoin. Um, wow. A friend of yeah, a friend of mine, I believe this is the story. Mm -hmm. I, I can't mm -hmm. remember for sure. Uh, a friend of mine told me he was using it to buy drugs, uh, Bitcoin. And I'm like, oh, what's this Bitcoin thing? I didn't think you know, I wasn't buying using it to right, buy right. drugs, but I was curious about it. So, you know, back in September, I think of 2013 or August of 2013, I found Coinbase. I bought some Bitcoin. It was like $120 yeah, uh, yeah. per Bitcoin. Um, and it like, it went up to like 1200 that November. Uh, but when it like tripled, I sold it because I didn't, I didn't know what I had. And I had a very traditional finance mind at the time and i'm like oh you're up 200 you sell something you you know so i did that i didn't really pay attention to bitcoin again till like the end of 2015 uh i was concerned about the world uh just facing a lot of turmoil so i'm like oh what's a good thing for that and bitcoin came back on my radar so i started buying a little bit um but then I found fell down the uh, shitcoin rabbit hole, right? And 
it just, I started thinking I was going to be the next uh, amazing trader. Mm. And that did me way more harm than good. Um, and by the end of 2017, early 20, 2018, I'm like, I'm done with all this. No more trading. I still had a little bit of Bitcoin left. Uh, and I just didn't even look at it for over a year and a half. And at the end of 2019, I started looking at it again. And I'm like, oh, my God, I missed something about Bitcoin. This is going to change the world. I started um, listening to podcasts, uh, reading books about uh, Bitcoin. And it just completely changed my worldview. And I started tweeting out a lot about it. And I got noticed by other people in the Bitcoin industry. And things kind of blossom from there. So it's a long winding road. I don't like consider myself an OG or anything like that or so because just because I bought it, like it, it didn't mean anything. Well, it's interesting you say that because I, to me, that is an OG. But, but let me tell you why I say that, because this is, you know, as a, it come up at 44 podcast. OK, uh, very few people bought it before 2015. I'm going to say you're one of only three or four that did. And like you said, it was not for bad purposes. And I think a lot of people there back then didn't. Right. They bought it because it was it was something just so new and, and, and you could see that it was something unique. Um, but there's also a lot of people that bought it. And I think people now, right, that think, oh, my gosh, I would have bought it. If I could go back to 2013, I'd buy, you know, tons. A lot of people bought it and lost it, right, or sold it. Oh, it went up to a dollar. I'm getting out, you know. So I think a lot of you don't think about that. I mean, it's fair to say. But, no, that, that's interesting to me to, to know that you knew about it, right, for that long. Uh, there's no doubt. Um, your background, though, what were you before you got into crypto? What was your, what was your background? So I'm, I'm, my background's in accounting. I'm a CPA. Okay. Okay. Uh, I worked in New York City at a big four public accounting firm, then at a private equity firm. Um, yeah. I still do accounting, like tax work full time. Mm -hmm. So I'm not full time Bitcoin. Right. You said, what did I do before I get into the crypto world? I don't mm -hmm. do crypto. I'm a Bitcoin only person. And well, I just like to make the distinction. Uh, yeah. Because I, I, I really don't understand the value proposition of a lot of, yeah. of everything else outside of Bitcoin. So I kind of stick to Bitcoin. Uh, but yeah, I still do um, accounting work, but I also have uh, my toe in the Bitcoin space. Like I have a toe in the fiat world and a toe in the Bitcoin space still. Well, it's funny because I was like, basically, I, I say crypto because I tend to refer to it as that. We know we have we have we have Bitcoin, right? Is the main one, and we have twenty thousand plus, you know, all course. And so it's interesting because like anything, you have people that are. Like you said, Bitcoin is when it's not crypto, it's going to be Bitcoin. And so we're like, oh, it's like on this program, I've never, ever promoted any sort of alt. Like, it's not about that. It's about crypto, Bitcoin, what, you know, the people in the space feel about it. Um, but there's no doubt that there's a very strong feeling, especially amongst people that are, you know, Bitcoin is the only one. And I, and I totally get that. Um, the fact is, I think anybody that is in the space realizes for adoption to happen, look at, look at countries, right? Look at, you know, what's going on in different ones as far as starting to adopt it, right? That's what we want to see. Um, you know, it makes you wonder now when you look at we're in what 2023, so you're 10 years knowing about this. Um, you're looking at the adoption now. What do you want to see with Bitcoin when you look in the world? Let's say in five years down the road, have you thought about that? I'm sure you have the same, but that's really kind of a, a wide ranging question. But you know, you, you've watched so much stuff over the past 10 years, and I'm very interested in this because you've got that history here in the next five because you know we've come so far. What would you want to see? What's it, one or two things? Um, I think things are moving uh, at a good pace right now. Uh, even in this bear market, I see a lot of Bitcoin companies uh, still 
raising money, still working. Mm-hmm. You see a lot of stuff happening in Africa, in mm-hmm. Nigeria, where, you know, it's kind of an, Bitcoin's mm-hmm. a necessity for people, not just some speculative investment. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, and, you know, this is going to kind of sound like a cop-out answer, but the Bitcoin price just needs to go up over time mm-hmm. uh, for a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it Honestly, human greed is what brings mm-hmm. people, uh, most people to Bitcoin, mm-hmm. especially the ones who don't need it. Right. So, you know, and then they end up learning about it. <laughs> they learn some hard yeah, lessons yeah. the same way I did. Mm-hmm. Um, also, just in terms of infrastructure, so like the Lightning Network, which is mm-hmm. a second layer on top of Bitcoin for anyone mm-hmm. that doesn't know that's listening. Uh, In order to facilitate payments globally, the price of Bitcoin has to go up because the size of the like the channels is kind of limited. So the value of each individual Satoshi needs the purchasing power needs to go up to be able to handle uh, full, you know, global commerce. And we're just not there yet. So more more lightning network adoption. Uh, more more things being built on the second and third layers. Um, and yeah, I, I think, you know, kind of what I learned is and just in life in general is it's on the path it's supposed to be on. All these crazy things that happen and the FTX, the FTX is the Mount Gox, the NFT craze, the Web3. Like, I think it's mostly non, like almost all nonsense. Uh, I think it just all kind of had to happen this way. And that's just how I move forward and think about things. But it's interesting when you talk about the price having to go up and you mentioned adoption, which I agree, that's the absolute key. Um, You remember 2017, end of 17, when Bitcoin crashed, right? It hit the high of 17,000, whatever it was, and it crashed down. And people in January of 18, oh my gosh, this is the worst thing, you know, the worst investment in the world. And yet now we've been in the range we were all last year and you see it coming back up on 30. It's just, it's amazing now the lows, right? The higher lows that we've been forming. Um, and I mean, I think it's a, you want to go into, and once again, this is something I, I like to ask my guests this. I always say, if somebody asks me, you ask me this question, give me $5 and you go buy a cup of coffee because I'm just guessing. But do you want to guess the the price up in the halving, let's say pre like around the halving time to a year after, do you want to guess a, a high there or do, do you like doing that? Uh, I never really go on, never really give predictions much. Okay. Um, I th- I think Bitcoin should be worth millions and millions of dollars today. Right. So the price now, whether it's like 27000 or 45000 right. or fifteen, to me, the, the market is wrong. <laughs> right, right. Uh, like the average person just doesn't get this. Um, I don't know. True. Like we didn't see these banking, like a lot of people didn't see what was going to happen in the banking system sure. the last 10 days. And who knows what happens over the next 10 months with the right. banks. Uh, it could be an accelerant for Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. It could cause a liquidity mm-hmm. crisis and hurt Bitcoin. Right. Um, I just wouldn't get into buying narratives like, oh, the Bitcoin pr- you have to wait till the halving to reach a new all-time mm. high or Bitcoin never goes below a previous all-time high. We saw that broken. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I do I think never. the halving matters. I'm on, like for a long time, I didn't think that, but then I've mm. kind of changed my tune because mm. I, for two reasons. Uh, one, I think human psychology plays a huge role and narratives do matter uh, mm. when it comes to the monetization of an asset. So I think that, you know, people start talking about it. It'll be on the mainstream news that now the, the 
you know, reward subsidy for mining is cut in half and what has Bitcoin done in the past? And then it creates this like FOMO, right? Um, but also the people who sell Bitcoin the most uh, outside of like people who trade like nonstop or Bitcoin miners, right? They have right. to pay for their operations. Now the supply they're being rewarded with halves. So they have less Bitcoin they are dumping onto the market. Right. Um, so I think that is a positive for you know Bitcoin's price going up. So do I I think we will see the Bitcoin price go up uh subsequent to the halving, but I also think it could start going on a tear before as well. So you're not going to really get a straight prediction. Uh, I entered like some like side like contest where someone told me asked what do I think Bitcoin's going to be at the end of the year? And I just said like 36,360. I just threw out a random number, but there's no basis for that. I, I do think I did at the beginning of the year think that Bitcoin would end uh, significantly higher um, at the end of the year, and a, right. and a lot of people were bearish, and uh, I, I think so. We'll see if that happens. We're on pace for it, but it's only March, and we know how volatile this asset has been in terms of USD price. Absolutely, and I was so surprised after FTX. I mean, we really only remember we were, we were going up, and the FTX uh, situation happened, and we only dropped twenty percent, like twenty point five percent, or so. I mean, it's really it just I think years ago, right? We would have dropped eighty percent, seventy percent. I mean, it just seems like the people's views about it are changing. There's a lot more people holding, and there's a lot more people ready to buy as it drops. At least that's what I'm seeing. Yeah, know? I don't think you have a much stronger level of conviction about Bitcoin amongst mm -hmm. a much larger group of people. Yeah. Uh, even yeah. when Bitcoin, like you know, went ran up to almost tw or around twenty thousand in twenty seventeen, and then mm -hmm. that bubble kind of bursted, mm -hmm. um, there were even Bitcoiners who weren't sure right. uh, that this. But now I don't think any there. Most Bitcoiners think like this is here to stay for yeah. 100, 200, 1,000 years yeah. potentially. Um, so I think convictions levels have changed. I think the reason you didn't see like you, a bigger collapse when the FTX thing happened, we already draw down like 70%. I think most of the people who don't ha have the strong hands and the conviction were exhausted out of the market already. And Bitcoiners who hodl and see a long, the long-term value of Bitcoin saw it as a buying opportunity. So I think that's why you didn't see the bottom fall out even more. I would agree with you on that. Um, so let me ask, when you go to Twitter and you're, you're very active on crypto Twitter, on Twitter. Bitcoin Twitter. And you have Bitcoin Twitter. I mean, Dorsey would always go Bitcoin Twitter. Um, I mean, my stuff, on... might, my stuff might spill over into the crypto Twitter space. People might see it. Well, and I don't, you know, it's, it's a lot. I always say people that, even people that will dabble and also, I mean, they're Bitcoin people too. I mean, we're all, you know, we're, we're really, I think, all in the same goal here. But when you go on to Bitcoin Twitter and you see Jim Cramer, what is your first thought when he says sell or buy? <laughs> um, I think that he's been a very good... Uh, Contraindicator. Um, and, you know, it's kind of it's kind of silly. He he's kind of silly. You could tell he's never really put in the work to really understand this asset, um, and probably a lot of other things he gives his opinions on. Um, but I just just from my my understanding of Bitcoin and seeing what he says, it's it's basically uh, gibberish, which is most of the mainstream uh, takes. They're just echoing headlines. Yeah. And not really digging deep into Bitcoin. 
you know, but and you're right about that. The thing is, at least if somebody that, that doesn't know anything about it and says sell, and that's just that's ignorance, right? But I mean, if I recall, he actually made he bought some Ethereum or something. He made some money because it's like a year ago. He, I bought a farm off my prop. I mean, he actually made money with it. So it's like it makes it even worse. Like you actually benefited from it, yet you can slam. But 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 Jim Cramer or Peter Schiff, which one? Uh, which one? Yeah, which one's a better counter counter indicator? Uh, probably Jim Cramer. Um, <laughs> you know, with Peter Schiff, it's. He, I, a lot of his thoughts about government and the banking system yeah. are like spot on. I, I agree with uh, you. He, I agree. He just yeah. has either a blind spot or for Bitcoin for some reason, right. uh, an envy, uh, right. or some sort of nefarious thing going on right. where he just won't come over to the Bitcoin side. Uh, you know, one day everyone will be on the Bitcoin side, mm-hmm. whether they like it or not. So, you know, he might be the one buying Bitcoin at a million dollars. You know what? But you know, it's funny if you think about it. And you're right. Is that, you know, in, in Schiff, he accepts Bitcoin. Yes, I get I get through a provider, but he accepts Bitcoin in his website. And and in tweeting about it has increased his engagement and followers so much. So it's so funny because we joke about the two kind of indicators and they're both fantastic. Right. That Schiff and, and Kramer, they both benefited from it. <laughs> it's like, you know what I mean? Like you're slamming. Like you're, oh, they do like it. It's, it's worked for them. But whatever. Look, it gets views. Right. It gets, I mean, uh, there's a saying like everything's good for Bitcoin. So even the negative attention brings yeah. most people's it's, yeah. it has like that, uh, you know, the Streisand effect where you say, don't look at this. And then more people look at it. Look so. at it. Yeah, <laughs> no, there's, there's no doubt about that. Um, Cafe Bitcoin. Tell us about it. So Cafe Bitcoin um, first started on Clubhouse uh, early 2021 and The company Swan Bitcoin reached out to me and said, hey, would you mind like starting these rooms and, Mm -hmm. you know, help like just tell people about Bitcoin, any new questions. There was a lot of excitement. So Clubhouse was kind of a big thing in 2021. It kind of lost a lot of its steam. Um, They there is we still do it every morning on Clubhouse. But it's also on Twitter, but I don't host it on Twitter. And it's like a Twitter spaces uh, every morning at 10 a.m. Eastern. Uh, there's people from Swan Bitcoin who kind of host it and they talk about Bitcoin, the news and bring on guests. So that that's kind of what that is. That was kind of like when I became more uh, well known, I guess you would say, in the Bitcoin space. That was kind of my start when I was really public facing. Right. What are your thoughts on podcasts in general? I mean, I know you said you listen to them, you watch them and stuff. I mean, it's it's as far as content stuff. What are your thoughts on those? I think it's great. I think in this day and age, though, it's hard to keep people's attention. Uh, people don't <laughs> have like a 15 second attention span. Right. So you got to really have a good hook to bring mm-hmm. people in. Um, unfortunately, like clickbait uh, is a thing because it works. Okay. So but you don't I, I don't believe in doing false, you know, right. clickbait. Um, you know, I still think you need to be like honest in what you're presenting. Right. I, I agree with that, too. And I've always told people, I said, look, I mean, if you're in the space and you're trying to learn about it, trying to learn about Bitcoin, trying to learn about any aspects of, of the space, you know, watch podcasts, watch videos, uh, you know, go go on Twitter, research online, and then verify, right? Because we all know there's there's some good content. Like I got I got in 2000, early 17, and I look back now, like it's I cringe on some of the stuff I watched, like it was just straight up shill stuff and all that. You know, there was some good stuff, other videos, but you know, people pushing agendas. I'm like, look, everybody's got something that they're supporting, whether they're pushing this or that. And, and sometimes they're, they're just, they're literally supporting the space. So take as much as you can in, right? And then 
verify. And then verify again. You know what I mean? Because there is good content out there. You just have to sift through it. Yeah, I think if you first put in a lot of time into understanding Bitcoin, Mm -hmm. not a superficial understanding, like literally 100 hours. And that's a lot, right? That's like two full work weeks of just reading, Mm -hmm. consuming, listening to Bitcoin stuff. But once you do that, you should kind of realize why um, it's so important Mm -hmm. and why all the other stuff that you hear in the crypto space, like it's just kind of going to come and go. Well, I, like I said, all, all everything puts together with it. Um, so I was looking at on your site. Now you have, I see you with wearing the shirt, the apparel. Yes. What is what, what, what is going on with that? So a little over a year ago, someone in the Bitcoin space reached out to me. And it's like, hey, Neil, I've been following you for a year or so. Um, I own a merchant apparel company, uh, but I want to do this for Bitcoin too. Do you want to be a part of it? And we talked, I'm like, sure. So this is, so the name of the, our company is FOMO21. FOMO and 21 for 21 million Bitcoin. Uh, so FOMO21.com. It's a Bitcoin only merchant apparel site. Uh, we have t-shirts, tank tops, hoodies, hats, uh, whatever you want. And yeah, I just, I have a lot of fun with it. It's actually my, probably my biggest passion right now. Okay. In this cool, space. Cool. Really, yeah. really what I get to do is bring memes into real life. I get to nice. put Bitcoin yeah. memes into real life. Yeah. And, you know, there is definitely am- amongst Bitcoiners, a lot of Bitcoiners like, oh, don't wear Bitcoin stuff because, you know, f- for security reasons, you don't want to like tell people you have Bitcoin. But I, I just think, and you know, people need to be public about Bitcoin for or in order for it to spread. And, mm-hmm. you know, wearing shirts that trigger sure. something in someone's mind. Sure. Like if you look at my shirt, right? right now you think oh it's a drink oh wait a minute that's right. nothing to do with it's, the drink. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it's about it's you know to get people's attention yeah. and then start a conversation so i think it helps and it's just really cool like i'll, I'll go to a meetup or a conference i'll see people wearing um my merch and i feel good about it so i, I enjoy it it's a lot of fun so yeah fomo21.com well, you know, it's funny because I, I always ask my guests before every podcast, hey, look, I like to talk about certain things. And like I had asked you, I said, you know, is, you talk about everything. You said, everything's fine. Nothing's off limits. And I asked you specifically because you hadn't asked me to bring this up, but I wanted to bring it up. So can I talk about the merchandise and something like that? When I talk about creating content and now this is different because I've never had anybody on that's done merchandise. But I've always said podcast, you know, it, it, it that, uh, you know, people can learn from that, right? YouTube, they can learn videos, you know, merchandise, I would just say go to yours, right? Or go somewhere, get some and give them to your friend. I mean, to get the word out. And that's the thing. Look, at the end of the day, our space, it's kind of weird because you say marketing. I mean, Bitcoin shouldn't need marketing and it really doesn't. But look, the FTX thing, if you look at that, I had people that had, so going back to like, let's say 17 or 21, right? We all had friends coming out the woodwork or aunts, uncles. Oh, what is this Bitcoin? I got to tell you, as bad as FTX was and people lost money and there's nothing cool or funny about that. But my God, you, I got to tell you, I, people that would have never talked about crypto, even with Bitcoin could have been a million or like, oh yeah, FTX, the space. I mean, it put, I mean, it really put it on the map and not in the best way, but now the media is, you know, it's coming around some good, some bad, but you, you gotta admit, I mean, I hate to say it, but getting the word out of what it is, is really the only way to get people that understand why it matters to actually get on board. I, I really, I really feel like, because I feel like either you get it or you don't, and some people will never get it and that's fine, but hopefully more and more realize. And so, yeah, I mean, wearing it <laughs> no people yeah. people have come to me and they're like yeah that i bought this shirt and it's always starts a conversation with people yeah. who yeah. don't understand bitcoin and that that's great you know it's you know i 
uh, ultimately I want to make money. It's a business venture, but I also right. like the positive mm-hmm. things it, it can do for Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not, yeah. you know, look, if you are just starting in the Bitcoin space, mm-hmm. don't buy a Bitcoin t-shirt, buy Bitcoin mm-hmm. and stack. Mm-hmm. Like, don't, don't go. I want you to like get a comfortable <laughs> allocation that you feel comfortable with Bitcoin before you yeah, buy get, some. Get a few stats first. Stats yeah. Stats I, I would never first. tell anyone like, get my t-shirt, don't buy Bitcoin. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah. I'm not like that. Right. Um, For sure. I tell the same thing with people with conferences, like Mm -hmm. unless you have a specific reason for going like first accumulate Bitcoin because, you know, the conferences are expensive, the travel, the hotel, everything. So first, like get Bitcoin. And then if you want to go to conferences Mm -hmm. because you want to maybe network and maybe get into the space, Mm -hmm. then I'd say, okay, do that. Um, I don't know. Do you do? So I also promote the conferences. So I have like promo, a promo code if anyone okay. wants it. I don't, I don't know if you have one, so I don't want to say anything if you are. Uh, I, I, you know what? I, I don't, I mean, I, I go to different conferences, get ready to go to uh, a couple of them, but I don't, so feel free to do it, please. Yeah. So no, if you use the promo code FOMO, F-O-M-O, like FOMO 21, uh, but just FOMO, F-O-M-O, uh, for the Bitcoin conference coming up in Miami for BitBlock Boom. Uh, for specific Bitcoin, it'll get you uh, discounts to all of them. Uh, it's ten percent off for the first two, and then twenty percent off for Pacific Bitcoin, and then unconfiscatable in Las Vegas. FOMO ten will get you ten percent off. So I just nice. love to spread the word. And also because I'm on the show right now, I didn't even think about this. I'm going to create a special discount code for your listeners on okay. my webs for FOMO twenty one. So okay. I'll do it right after if they just use the promo code Big Dog. B-I-G-D-A-W-G. They will get 15% off for the next month off anything off the site. I like that. That's a first. How about that? I like that. I like that. Yeah, Um, yeah, remember, it's D-A-W-G. So we got got it the right way. Um, And as far as the conference, I went to Bitcoin in Miami the past two years. Had a great time. I agree with them that they are expensive to go to. Um, and but they are a good networking opportunity, no doubt about that. Um, one, it's very interesting with crypto, I say crypto, with, you know, Bitcoin Twitter, right? Is that you meet people in real life, and I look at like the people that I met, like from behind the, from from being on Twitter, right, and then meeting them, and and it's it's, it's been it's been pretty cool. But I, I do, I think going to the conferences though, if you can swing one, makes a lot of sense. And the one in Miami, I mean, I, I think this is the last year's so of Miami's going back to LA. I think um, could be wrong. Uh, I don't think that's been. An official thing. Okay. All right. All right. But it's definitely it's my, this is the third year in Miami. It, it moved yeah. down here because of the pandemic, and right, right, Florida right, right. was more um, open yeah. than California. So yeah. I don't know if it's going to move back or be somewhere right. else. So it's something we'll we'll see. But my, you know, my and Miami is a crypto scene. Is real. I mean, New York was always big. Miami has really taken off. A lot of crypto people have moved there. There's no doubt about that. I mean, it's it's really taken off a lot. Yeah, there is a lot in Miami for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I know the mayor's been very pro and all that. Uh, although I saw he's uh, talking about uh, running for president and I don't get into politics left or right, whatever, but wouldn't that be great? He gets in and makes uh, Bitcoin uh, well, uh, legal. <laughs> with all due respect to the mayor of Miami, he was also shilling uh, city coins like Miami coin. And that's down like, I don't know, 80, 90 percent. And when he, he started with just Bitcoin, yeah. and was good. And then, yeah. like I said, you know, he he. he was part of a grift. Unfortunately. He had a, a city getting into the altcoin business. Yeah. <laughs> Miami coin, they called in, and it's down like 90%. And you it's, know what? It's I, gotta tell you, I, I said this the other day. I said, look, I said, I don't really watch Netflix. I don't need Netflix specials. I, you have the whole Bitcoin. Spe- you know what I mean? Like, you really just go on a Twitter and it's better than anything. Yeah. I don't watch much TV or movies anymore. Yeah. There's plenty of uh, entertainment on Bitcoin Twitter. 
Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So a couple of things, a couple of personal things to kind of wrap it up. Um, sure. In your spare time, what do you like to do? I mean, you work a lot. I can see you nonstop, you know, with your tweets. And I see you also with the, all the, the content you're putting out. But what do you like to do when you're not in the space? Um, so something I picked up about six, seven months ago, I played pickleball. Now, do you, I don't know if you've heard of pickleball. That's uh, yeah. So uh, Drew, Drew Brees from the Saints just bought a league or something. Uh, yeah, oh really? Florida. Yeah, but I, I'd never heard it before that. And the quarterback for the Saints uh, was uh, got one is making it big. Yeah, I, I had no idea, but evidently it's pickleball's big. Yeah, there's actually um, leagues. And there's, stuff. There, there's a lot of Bitcoin. I I got into pickleball at, mm. through a Bitcoin meetup. I was talking to mm. some. Uh, a friend of mine there, I don't want to say his name in case he doesn't want me to say it publicly, but I, I met him at a Bitcoin meetup mm. and he helped me learn and he'd been playing for five years. Uh, mm. There's an article uh, published on Bitcoin magazine by, mm. by him. Oh, now that I said that, his name's Hector. Good guy. Okay. <laughs> uh, about the, the similarities between being a Bitcoiner and being mm. uh, a pickleballer. In fact, um, you know, it's it's pretty well known that uh, Michael Saylor has a pickleball uh, mm-hmm. court at his house. So, oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So, yeah. Um, and you're if you if you get on a plane, it's taking you somewhere for the weekend. What's a country or two that you'd go to in a heartbeat that you haven't been to? You know, I haven't traveled in a, in a while. Um, there's just so many. I, I'd love to go to like Colombia. Um, I'd love to go to Southeast Asia. Uh, I, I've, I've backpacked through Europe. I've been to um, Argentina, Canada, Mexico, a lot of different countries. Um, but with the pandemic, didn't travel a lot. Plus, I'm constantly traveling in, in the U.S. for conference, Bitcoin mm. conferences, that it's hard to make time uh, sure. to kind of vacation a lot. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and food wise, what's your favorite food? Oh, uh-huh. I feel like I'm on a date now. Um <laughs> You know, oh, you want to know? that was like another personal side, you know, because we, we see this. Oh, no, I said anything. Side. I did say anything's fair game. So yeah. um, just don't ask for my number. Um, what? So if you want to, I, I've, I've been on, I've been, I, I've been on a very, like, I changed my dieting mm-hmm. about a year ago where I right. don't do a lot of like carbs anymore. Right. It's mostly like protein, fat, fruits right. and vegetables and stuff like that. Um, but I love pizza. Yeah. Like I, I miss pizza a lot. Yeah. So. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> What's your favorite food? Uh, no one's ever asked me that before. Uh, probably uh, Italian. I love Italian. Love a good steak, uh, sushi. You know, I'm pretty much try anything. But I, I love everything to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's on yeah, a plate, I, I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And something good, something good. So, all right. So, if people want to find you on Twitter. What is the best way to find you? What's the best it's- way to connect? It's just at Neil Jacobs, N-E-I-L-J-A-C-O-B-S. Um, so that's the easiest way to, you could mess, DM me on Twitter the same way you did. Um, yeah. I, I try to, you know, I, I, I get so many DMs. So if I d- mm-hmm. don't respond, it's not anything personal. Uh, that in between all the spam DMs, it's I miss stuff. Uh, right. But I do try to read them all and respond to as many as I can. And it produces good things like being able to talk to you. And honestly, the merch company happened because uh, the guy I started with messaged me on Twitter. So you never know uh, what, what could end up happening. So don't don't be, I, w- I would say for anyone that has an idea, uh, anyone that, um, don't be afraid. What's the worst that happens? You don't get a response for somebody, always try. 
I, I would agree with you on that. Well, Neil, I appreciate you taking the time. I always say the most important thing anybody has is their time. And you gave me your time today. I appreciate it. So thanks that, for being that, 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 and, that and Bitcoin are the only scarce things in this world, our time and Bitcoin. True. true. I like that. I like that. Sorry for All interrupting right, well, you. Well, thank you, brother. I appreciate it. The latest episode of the Big Dog Crypto Podcast. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to the Big Dog Crypto Podcast. Follow on Twitter at WoofBigDog. Woof, big D-A-W-G. And run faster than the competition. Woof, woof.